WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Oh man, Moon Taxi coming up at Martin's downtown. Great band, we'll tell you more about that. Newly renovated, expanded Martin's downtown. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by uh, Ribeyes, Bacon, and Bourbon. All at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Long Branch Bourbon Manhattan. Long Branch Bourbon Old Fashioned. And uh, just a Long Branch Bourbon with a big rock. And a big ribeye. KesslerPrime.com. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're continuing to roll the cameras. You can watch the show on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Search Out of Bounds Sports on YouTube. We would love for you to subscribe. Uh, we're giving away a couple of big things. This Moon Taxi VIP thing worth 600 bucks to Martins. That's huge. We're also giving away, uh, not today, but this week, um, a $500 cooler from Tito's. It's huge. How big is it, Blake? What is the gallons? Oh, the uh, Tito's one? Hold on. I'd have to go look. It's like, it's a lot. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, the, it's the kind of cooler that takes three to four guys to carry it down to the beach. It is huge. And the way to enter, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, let you know is to su- subscribe to YouTube, our YouTube channel, which is Out of Bounds Sports. YouTube, Out of Bounds Sports. What's up? We're streaming live on thezone1059.com. The Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors caller line is 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bo Bounds. Twitter, Twitter at Bo Bounds. Hit us up. And your Ag Up equipment text line is 601-885-3776. True Maroon says good morning. Not exactly what he said, but uh, I don't know if I can say that word on the air. I actually don't know if you can. That's really funny. I'm not sure if you're allowed to or not. Yeah. That's a great question. All right. You should be able to, (laughs) but I don't know if you can. If you want to know what he said, techno. Uh, The Arctic Cooler by uh, Tito's is a 52-quart. 52-quart Tito's Vodka. Yeah. Arctic Cooler. Yeah. Arctic Cooler. Yeah. We're 500 bucks, and then we're going to throw a bunch of stuff in there. There you go. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. Um, I like that. I do, too. I may right. take it home. Sorry. We may even throw a couple of big wave gold nails in oh. there. Oh. Liquid Aloha. Oh. That's delicious beer. Uh, Chris Doring was fantastic. And... um. We appreciate CD stopping by the show. Florida hasn't been good since. I mean, that's Mullen had two really good years. McElwain had a good year. Muschamp somehow had a good year. They went eleven and two. Uh, they didn't score that year. They were unbelievable in defense. I know that doesn't surprise you with Will Muschamp. Um, and and you know Will's just not a head coach. He's just a a a, a lunatic defensive coordinator. 
uh, that recruits a lot, and he's been with big brands. He's always had good players. I mean, he's he's been at LSU, and he's been at Texas, and he's been at Auburn, mm. and he's been at Florida. So, I mean, I know he spent some time at South Carolina. He didn't have elite players there, and um, it that, is what it is. That 11-win Florida team in 2012? I think they averaged like 11.3 points per game. It wasn't that bad. They, they averaged 26 points a game, but that was 78th in the country. 78th yeah. in the country, and we're in the, you know, Wendy and I were in New Orleans for the Florida-Louisville game in the Sugar oh, Bowl that year. Interesting. And I didn't know that this was all happening, but I check into the hotel, and guess who's staying there? Florida? The Florida Gators. Yeah. And so I walk around the corner, and I'm, I'm you know, roaming around trying to find probably a beer, and there's the Florida team coming out of one of the uh, ballrooms. You know how they... they they take all the ballrooms yep. and they meet and they eat and all that. And uh, later on in the, or, you know, whenever that, what maybe even later in the afternoon, uh, we saw Charlie Strong in Louisville uh, getting on their buses to go and do whatever they were doing, whether it was sightseeing or go to practice. And I guess that was like peak Charlie Strong? Yeah, that was the... That game got him the Texas job? Well, he had Teddy Bridgewater, NFL yeah. QB, at Louisville. And he had Devontae Parker, NFL wide receiver, at Louisville. So, yeah. <laughs> and Bridgewater could play. Yeah, oh, especially Big East Louisville. Yeah. I mean, let's let's not forget that. I mean, that was... A little well, bit it was too. like Rich Rod at West Virginia. Yeah. Right? And uh, there was one more team that that uh, got the juice out of the Big East. Oh, Virginia Tech. And, 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 and Frank... I mean, Frank Beamer's an excellent coach. Mm-hmm. But because he was so good, he was he was working people. You know, it just wasn't a it wasn't a great yeah conference, no. and they took advantage of it with one Michael Vick. But he was excellent on special teams, technically sound. They played all unbelievable football, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they they were Kansas State, oh. but they had more talent because they were in the Mid Atlantic region. You know, Kansas State out in the middle of nowhere. What what Beamer was able to do was they did recruit. And so they were Kansas State on steroids, steroids. And that's why they had the ability. That mid-Atlantic region, as you know, has been booming oh, yeah. for five decades. And there are players there. There's still players there that even SEC teams go and get. But Penn State dips down there. Michigan goes over there. Ohio State goes over there and, and so on. Um, but that's funny that Will Muschamp was referenced in that. Uh, there, there will still be a, a, an athletic director that's a, that's a sucker. Yeah, well, that, Ed that, that, that will back. that will. I don't think I don't know about the, maybe. Detillier I, 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 seemed to believe he's one hundred percent coming back. Oh to no, football. he did, but he yeah. didn't mention he didn't mention assistant. Yeah, but I mean, and, and I don't think Ed was, can do that. I think Muschamp's barely hanging on as an assistant. Yeah. Well, I just think it's probably driving him crazy that his college friend and teammate is now the toast of the town in Athens. But in and, the country, in, 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 two in, national titles in a row. Absolutely, I mean, he was at the PGA uh, pro am talking with Jim Furyk. I mean, it, they didn't invite Will Muschamp to do that. But all the SEC coaches to go to that. No, but, I know. But, but but the point is, you're right. Kirby is the toast of college football right now. You're exactly right. It's no longer Nick Saban, and 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 he had it for about eleven years, and then Kirby took it from him, and. Now you got Will Muschamp, who's his kind of de facto DC. And now the flip side is that's a great gig. 
I mean, is it the Georgia defensive coordinator, <laughs> yeah. knowing that you're going to have the best town in the country every single day, and you're in a state with 11 million people, and oh, Atlanta is 55 miles down the road, that is as good as it gets. Um, I guess the only downside to being a Georgia coach is that after this season, you'll have to start playing a real schedule every year. No doubt. Now, you just nailed it. The gap between the East and the West, and it's Kirby would have taken several more losses the last seven years in Athens had he been, had he had to go through the gauntlet of the SEC West. You are exactly right. If they played the three plus six the last seven years, there's no doubt he's not winning at the level that he's winning at because you play LSU, you play Bama, you play A&M, who we've proven, even though they can throw up on themselves, they can still beat Alabama in a 60-minute game. They can beat Georgia in a 60-minute game. I mean, you'd play those teams over and over and over again. Dan Mullen beat Georgia, and he didn't have close to the talent. Yeah. Okay. And Ohio State was right. They've had some... That's right, though. If they weren't in the East... It would not have been as as clean as it has been the last six years, and especially playing for three and winning two. I I mean, the last two seasons, has it been any... I don't want to say easier, because I understand that they're working, but has there been anything cleaner than like what Georgia's done the last two seasons? And what we talked to Chris Doring about, the fact that Florida has fallen off. Your Your best opponent hasn't existed for five years. Yeah. He has no rival in the East. Not Florida, not Tennessee, and it's damn sure not South Carolina or Kentucky. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. You know the drill, guys. Trucks, SUVs, Jeeps. Accessorize your vehicle bumper to bumper at Rick's Pro Truck. Or get your next set of tires, like Blake and I did for our cars, at Rick's Pro Truck in Gluckstadt, Flowood, and RPT Commercial. Mike Detillier, 830. Mike Dettelier on the Saints schedule. Who's looking after Houdat Nation, Blake? You know, I think it goes to show you how, and this is not going to land well for Saints fans. Now, what's happened to you the last since 2005, right? You were boring and not interesting from 1967 to 2005. And I went to a million games as a kid. Um... And then all of a sudden the magic happened. And man, was it fun. I went to a bunch of games. Not as many as a lot of you listening, but oh gosh, well over a dozen during the Breeze Sean years. In fact, this is a good story, Blake. I'm doing a live remote from New Orleans in 2000, I don't know, six. Mm-hmm. And some of the Bank Plus guys called me. They're like, hey, you want to meet at the stadium? Oh. And I'm like, not really. Huh. And and this is where I was. I, you know, I had broken up with New Orleans Saints football, right? I mean, I lived the... Yeah, everyone had. Right? I mean, yeah. they they were just not not good, not entertaining. Even when they would win nine games, they it was all on defense. It was much like Mississippi State, right? And like uh, Jackie Sherrill winning. Was winning fun for Mississippi State fans? Absolutely. Yeah. 
but it was rare that they really did anything offensively. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to figure out, you know, I don't really want to go. Well, I went up there because well, I was down in the warehouse district. I ended up going up there. I had a blast. I didn't realize how everything had changed. And from there, they start winning. And, and you know the drill, um, Blake. But the Saints are two years removed from being good. And they didn't land any big games. And and this just goes to show you the difference between the even though the New Orleans Saints have won more than the Dallas Cowboys since 06. They've won a Super Bowl. I mean, they have played, they have lived in the playoffs, a couple more NFC championship games. And I wish they would have won another Super Bowl. Uh, and I think they got hosed, no doubt. But the, as soon as you're not good and you're some of these franchises, you're done. With the Cowboys, look at the marquee games that they drew. Saints aren't going to draw marquee games. No. Nah. Unless you're really, unless you're, man, unless you've got Breeze and Peyton and you're rolling. The Cowboys, on the other hand, can go, you know, they can go 6-11 and 11, and the next year they're still going to pull marquee games. They're still a bigger brand than the New York football Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are unbelievable and have been winning forever. Forever. And they're kind of that, you know, blue blood up in the Northeast. But you look at the Saints and what they pulled, Blake, and the fact that they don't play, you know, we're, we're, we're debating who, who's the best quarterback they face this year. It's either Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, or Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And then they face a bunch of rookies and guys who haven't played. So, Saints fans, before you get all hot and bothered, hey, credit to you for pulling. I wish Dak Prescott would have pulled that schedule. I wish Dallas didn't draw, uh, draw the eyeballs, believe it or not. <laughs> I just want Dak to, to win. But Dak gets at San Francisco, at mm-hmm. the Bills, at the Chargers. Because the Cowboys are going to draw. They're going to be in the window. Look at the Saints. They're not going to have that many primetime games. As soon as Breeze and Peyton, as soon as the magic and the combo and the duo and all that was gone, doesn't mean that New Orleans isn't still big. Any team in the NFL is big. I mean, even the Jacksonville Jaguars pull some viewers. But, you know, the bottom line is uh, look at what the Cowboys drew. And they haven't been to an NFC championship game in almost 30 years. And the Saints lived in the playoffs since 2006 with Drew and Sean. And the Saints have, they're playing a bunch of rookies and a bunch of games that people, the common fan looks at and goes, I'm not interested in that. But I think the best quarterback they play is a healthy Matthew Stafford, an up-and-coming Trevor Lawrence, and an underrated Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean that's Blake may disagree, but that's, that's those it. are the three that that we look at but, right now. And and I think the the irony is, and I know that the Saints didn't inherently plan this. When you when you get matched, I'm not up taking with, a shot. No, at, I know, I know. I'm. Saying, it's just reality. Yeah, it's what you got when you get matched up with one division that had two rookie quarterbacks drafted, and also there was a rookie quarterback drafted in your division. That just doesn't happen. You get to pull three rookies, Bryce Young, which actually. The Panthers have said Bryce Young is not the starter. I saw that. Andy Dalton is the starter in, in Carolina, which is incredible. You want to talk about a guy who's made a career being just at the right place at the right time? Andy Dalton the last six years. You know, they say that 
that like roaches will survive a, a nuclear right. holocaust? Andy Dalton and Chase Daniel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, so they play Bryce Young twice, uh, theoretically, if he starts for the Panthers, um, or Andy Dalton. Either way, that's a win. They play Chris uh, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson out of the AFC South, which doesn't happen. <laughs> but then also in your division, you have Atlanta starting Desmond Ritter, who has about 30 minutes of game time. <laughs> and then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who might be the worst roster in the league. And also they're starting some weird combination of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. I, that is beautiful. It's incredible. The Saints have to go 10-7. and seven. Derek Carr and Dennis Allen have... Now, what if the Saints would have gone and gotten the next, like, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, Sean... And, and Dennis Allen, it may work out, okay? I don't have anything against him, don't know him, obviously, whatever. But what if the Saints wouldn't have gone in-house? That was kind of a college hire. Mm-hmm. What if they don't go in-house and they go get the next guy out of the Buffalo Bills tree, the 49ers tree, the Chiefs tree, the Rams tree? Where else am I? But, yeah, that, that's enough. What if they did that? And then you land this schedule. Yeah. And you had a guy who, who had cut his teeth last year, and now he's got Derek Carr, who's an upgrade, Chris Olave, who you really like. Yeah, he was a freak last year. Michael Thomas. And you still got a defense that, although is long in the tooth, you feel good about. Todd makes a great point. You got one home night game and no 3 p.m. home game. That's almost unbelievable. That's that's what the league thinks about New Orleans when they go from winning 10, 11, 12, 13 games a year to basically being 500. Well, I know you can't be 500, but basically an 8 yeah. and 18. Look at the difference, too, though. Look at the other brands that are playing exciting and entertaining football, even if they lose. Right, the Chargers. Justin Herbert is way more fun to watch than the Saints were the last two seasons. Right, right. Joe Burrow up and coming. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Way more fun to watch Trevor Lawrence play than it has been to watch some weird combination of Andy Dalton, Dak, and, and the Cowboys. You yeah. haven't had the success. Yeah, are way more well, entertaining. That's at least a good brand. I was even thinking non. Oh, I got you. you right. Like I'm thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of teams that are like New Orleans, where they you. don't matter if their team is entertaining, but their teams are entertaining even if they're losing. The brand is no, who cares about the Bengals? Nobody cares about the Bengals, but Joe Burrow is entertaining. And so, I mean, to some extent, and then look the at the Bills. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, New Orleans is a hundred million times cooler than New As Orleans city, yeah. and the Saints and yeah. the city and the, than the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, but Josh Allen is but, incredible to watch. Exactly. <laughs> Now, no one now if Derek finds some magic this year, they will grab another one or two marquee games the next yeah. year. And there is some flex opportunity there down is. the line. And if you, by the way, if you rip off four wins in a row, there's some opportunity. There. You will be flexed into a different window. Yeah, you are exactly. It's going right. to be interesting to see how that that is a new kind of nuance to the NFL schedule. So if if Derek Carr, what about the streaming of Peacock wildcard game? Well, and they paid yeah. 110 million dollars. Yeah, I mean NBC Peacock. Paid $110 million for one game, and it's only streaming. It's Amazon Prime 2.0, right? This is the new wave of the NFL. At least Amazon has Amazon to sell. Correct. As far as, hey, we also have this other business. Yeah. And while we're putting the game on, I want to push Blake Scott there to buy a watch. Yeah. And we're doing a whole whole season of games. Or whatever whatever you want. Yeah. No, Peacock is purely a streaming service. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's revolutionary. The Out of Bounds show is driven by the brand new, all new Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. Uh, it's 
a really, really good-looking SUV. Don't forget about their crossover, the Nissan Rogue at Canon. Canon Jackson. Canon Nissan. Canon Nissan in Jackson. Mike Dettelier next. Saints insider straight out of New Orleans, WWL Radio. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. The show is brought to you by SoundcomAV.com. Sound and communications, SoundcomAV.com, the leader in audio and visual in the state of Mississippi and outside of the state, SoundcomAV.com. Mike D., NFL insider, joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike D., can you ever remember uh, the Saints or anybody else drawing uh, what they – I mean, when you look at their schedule and the quarterbacks that it looks like they're going to face, is this not an incredible opportunity for Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis, Derek Carr, and the crew, considering all the rookies or guys that aren't any good or guys that just haven't played that the Saints will, will draw in 2023? Yeah, and we sort of knew – going into the schedule, who they were going to play was the layout. And so that didn't come as a surprise, but the the road's been paved. I mean, if you don't win double digits this year, then shame on you. Uh, you, you should take the NFC South. And when you think about um, – one of the things I always look at is the gunslinger quarterbacks. Those are the guys that can catch you. Um, even if they have a bad half, the second half, normally uh, they, they catch up. Uh, other than Trevor Lawrence, name me another one. And, and listen, Jacksonville's good. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. They are a really good football team. And Trevor, he's he's going to end up being the highest paid uh, football player in NFL history when it's all said and done. Because once Joe Burrow gets his deal done and Justin Herbert gets his deal done, then guess who's next on the list? <laughs> it's Trevor. And that's what you got. Um, with, with, he's the elite quarterback that you face from the AFC. You're not going to get this, uh, you know, again for some time. And then you look at the NFC, you don't play Jalen Hurts. Kurt Cousins has been a guy that has had your number. Uh, I, I will say that. We talked about it uh, on schedule night on WWL. I don't care if he's been in Washington or Minnesota. He's been a guy that has really played well against the Saints. It didn't matter who he was up against. He, he played well. Uh, Jared Goff's a good player in this league. He's not an elite player. He, he's in the, the Kurt Cousins uh, sort of realm of talk. I don't know how healthy Matt Stafford is at all. I don't think anyone can tell you at this stage. So the road's been paved for you. 
uh, to get it done. And when you look at the NFC South and you look at the quarterbacks that you'll play twice a year, it's a young Desmond Ritter, uh, Baker Mayfield, either Andy Dalton or a rookie in Bryce Young. Come on, you got to take care of business here. You, you got to be able to do it. And the fact that you play the Texans most likely with a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, you play the Colts with most likely a rookie in Anthony Richardson. Bo, you, Bo, you got to get the ten, uh, at least the ten on this. I, Mike, I agree. I, you know, we're still all asking the question: Is is Dennis Allen legit? Uh, can he do this? Um, did Mickey Loomis make the right decision as many unbelievable decisions as, as Mickey has made over the years? And I mean, if there was ever a path to throw up a good number, Mike, and host a playoff game with a, with, with a talented, but aging defense, but some dudes on offense with Derek Carr, Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas, isn't this the year, Mike D? You would think that this would be the year you win the NFC South. Once you get into the playoffs, then you... That that's a whole different ball game, but um, the thing is, I always ask myself this because people—it's a misnomer that every team gets better in the off season, and that's that's not true. Is Tampa Bay better today than when they ended the season? No. With Tom Brady at quarterback, are the Wash? Convince me the Washington Commanders are a better team today in the NFC than they were when they finished the year. You got Sam Howell as your starting quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings last year, it was one of those years where everything fell right for them. They won a ton of games late. You just sort of gave away one of the better pass rushers in the NFC in Zadavius Smith to the Cleveland Browns for what a fifth and a sixth round pick because you wanted to unload his salary. Um, convince me that they're a better team today than they were when the season end. And who knows if Dalvin Cook's going to be on that squad or not? Cause that's a lot of rumors swirling around Dalvin that he may not be a part of this um, in 2023. You got, Desmond Ritter, who's played in a handful of games, you have most likely a rookie, I think a talented one, but a rookie in Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield in Tampa. Man, uh, is it set up any better for you? And you don't have to play the Eagles, who are the 49ers, the two teams that are cut above. Are the Packers a better team today without Aaron Rodgers? Not even close. Um, so, man, I hear this, and, and even people who, you know, who's got some cachet talking about, well, all teams get better in the offseason. My thing is, then then you living in another world. That That's not the case uh, in this league. You don't stay the same. Either you get better or you get worse. Bottom line, better or worse. There is no staying the same. And just because it's an offseason don't mean you want it. You look at the Saints, they're better at quarterback today than they were when they ended the season. I think you're better at running back today with the addition of Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller via the draft than you were when you ended the season today. You have some health question marks with two major players 
and that being Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, who missed a chunk of last season. People don't talk about it, but it's true. Marshawn missed a ton of work last year, game-wise. And he's one of the premier cover cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, with Mike, it's been the same old, same old. And you have the development of three young receivers who have talent. And Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, and tied in Jawan Johnson. Uh, so, you know, there's something there. And I didn't think your special teams was nearly as good as you've seen it in the past. Um, at both punter and kicker, and place kicker with Will Lutz, if you can get better there. And then with this schedule, <clears throat> I think you have put yourself in a spot here to win the NFC South, and then who do you draw come playoff time? You know, because that's going to be the thing. Sure. Not to have to play the 49ers or the Eagles early and, and get yourself a matchup that's favorable. You don't know that, but you if you win the South, you get a home playoff game. Absolutely. I, this, that's, that's it, Mike D. I mean, for Loomis, Dennis Allen, Derek Carr, Miss Benson, this is it. This is the time to go get a home playoff game. When you draw this group of QBs, and look, some of them are talented, but it's just it does not have the teeth of uh, some of the other schedules in the NFL. What a great opportunity, right? Window of opportunity. And yeah. for Dennis Allen to extend his career in, in Houdat Nation. The other thing, too, is I'll never forget, and this happens every year um, at Manning Camp. Uh, Peyton Manning is, is you know, one, one record I wish I would lose is most interceptions by a rookie quarterback. <laughs> you know, you think you're ready. You know, you think you're ready to play. And, listen, Peyton came in. He was as ready as anybody could have been. And it didn't work right away for him in year one. Um, he struggled. And you and we see the struggles today for most rookie quarterbacks. They they sort of uh, ride the roller coaster of up and down, up and down, up and down. So when you have that as part of it, you got to take advantage of it. And I think this may be your best opportunity because you understand in 2024, Bryce Young's got a year now under his belt. And Desmond Ritter will have a year under his belt. It's going to be look differently in 2024. I can see what the Falcons are trying to do. They're trying to insulate their quarterback. That they understand that he's still going through the growing pains of being a young quarterback in this league. And I think Carolina will do similar. I think a similar situation where they'll surround Bryce with better equipment at wide receiver, tight end. Because they can run the ball. The offensive line's really good now. <laughs> and I couldn't have said that maybe years ago, but it is good now. And their defense is pretty good. And they maybe have the best roster of any team in the NFC South. But you still got to do this with either um, an aging Andy Dalton or a rookie in Bryce Young in 2023. And Tampa's going to be in the Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes. So – you you can sort of see where man twenty twenty three is lined up for them to take and you got to take advantage of it. Yes, you're not you do. Get this every year. You're not going to get it every. Year. You may not get it again for twenty years. Uh, I mean, this is unprecedented. It's unbelievable. 
this this run and look, Derek can play. Um, Derek Carr can play. He he's coming from a dysfunctional uh, organization, as you know, Mike D being in the league for almost forty years. And and the bottom line, the one thing you can say about the Saints is Mickey Loomis and the Benson family. I mean, you know, they've got their stuff together. So, um, I mean, even if you're just a little bit better than his best, than his best at the Raiders. That's a good quarterback in the NFL. Do you agree or disagree, Mike? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, you know, he's, he's in that 10 to 14, 15 group. But still, you know, most of those 1 through 10, with the exception of Hurts, are all playing in the AFC. They're not in the NFC. And the other part about it is I think, and I talked about this last year at this time, and I'll repeat it, I think the key for the Saints season is offensive line play. You've invested so much into that uh, with a first-round pick in Ramchak, who, who's been legit. I didn't think last year was his best season, certainly as a professional, but he's still a good player. You got a first-round pick in Trevor Penning. Now, he's coming off of the foot injury, so we'll see. It may start off to be James Hurst, who's a, at least a good utility piece for you. You have a first-round pick in Andrus Pete who can't stay healthy. A first-round pick in Cesar Ruiz, who's been okay. That's about it. And I think a really good center uh, in Eric McCoy. Okay, every one of those guys are first-round pick people, with the exception of McCoy, who cost you a first-round pick to get to him because he was an early second. Man, you got to play better up front. You were, you wasn't moving anybody um, up front running the football. You got to be able to run it when you need to and have to. And then you got injuries, so I think that's a big key, along with the health of Michael Thomas. They are a totally different football. What are you hearing there, Mike D? What do you think? Well, from what Dennis was saying yesterday, he'll be ready for training camp. Uh, but man, that's a big if. Because we've heard this song and dance already. Uh, and Mike's taking a chance on himself, signing that contract he did this offseason, that he can have that big year and then get paid again. Because, um, you know, he took quite a pay cut to stay with the Saints. But I think, Bo, it's when you looked early on at the Saints with Thomas, when he played last year against Atlanta, he was sort of a tilt-the-field player. And then he gets hurt, and then you don't see him again. And we've seen him in his days where he's dominant. He don't have to be a 120-catch guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he can be that 85, 95 guy because you have Olave now that can kind of – Can ball. Get get the scale sort of tilted the other way. And I'd like to see him use Rashid Shahid a little bit more in the lineup because of his speed. And certainly more to the tight end, because one thing with Derek, he's had a history of wanting to throw the football to the tight end. So you have a young prospect in the Juwan Johnson, a former receiver who's now a flex tight end, and Foster Morrow. And the good news with Foster is that uh, he's, you know, he's doing really well with his recovery from Hodgkin's lymphoma and that he'll be able to play this year. Good. And Foster is a really good inline blocker. Really good. Uh, that's you know because for 
how was Deism for like two and a half seasons? He was like a glorified tackle at LSU with, with less. I mean, that, that's what, how less used the tight end. Oh, you know, hey, you blocked. Now that final year, they opened things up, and that's after Ogeron took over. They used him more as a receiver, but I think that he can help out in the running game. But the running game and the health of Thomas, to me, are the key, are the keys for the Saints. Uh, because if you can get that combination rolling Ooh. along with a Derek Carr, Ooh. now you've got something there. And defense is Dennis Allen's baby. That That's his. Okay, so if they bat on defense, there's only one finger to be pointed, and it's at him. And I thought down the stretch they really played well on the defensive side of the football. I, I thought early on that was maybe a surprise to me. They didn't stop the run well. Um, and that had been something they had really put a lot of pride in, stopping the run. And they were they were giving up some chunk runs in, in different games, and teams were running the football on them, and we hadn't seen that uh, in the past. So that has to clean up. But I think this is a good football team in the NFC South. And with Derek, you're a better team today than you were when you ended the year. And there's so many mystery teams today in the NFC. How good are the Cowboys? Really, how good are they now? Um, Defensively, I think they can hold their own. Can they win the the tight games with Dak? you know, that that's a question mark. Now, I think Brandon Cooks helps them uh, because he gives you a speed guy uh, to compliment uh, CeeDee Lamb. But yeah, but is Gallup line, healthy? You know, is Gallup going to be the game? Is Pollard going to be healthy? Well, See, because for that's me, a great question, running too. the ball is their wheelhouse. That's what really I think Mike would like to do. But, you know, you had an aging Zeke and Pollard then gets hurt, and kind of where do you go with this? And you didn't have uh, a wide receiver two or three. I thought Dak, considering, I mean, the picks, okay, but I thought he was a ama- Zeke aging, Pollard gets hurt. You don't have a W2 or a W3. I thought there were some Herculean efforts from Dak last year. But the defense really sort of kept you around uh, because they could get pressure, and their secondary was solid. But – now, in bringing in Maze, I know what he's going to do. He's just, they want him to just stuff everything up inside and create some, some lanes that you could blitz from the interior. I, I get exactly what Quinn wants to do with him. But, you know, they sort of a mystery team, too. I agree. Um, uh, again, the only two teams you really know about are Eagles 49ers. And the 49ers, you're not sure – there because of the injury at quarterback to Purdy. What happens with Trey Lance? I've seen enough of Sam Darnold. Um, <laughs> uh, God bless him. He's he's a good dude in life. He really is. But man, uh, that big, big elongated uh, delivery, and he blows so hot and cold as a passer. So, you know, because one game he'll look really good. I I give him that. And then the next game he don't even look like the same guy. Um, And that's something that, boy, once you get that trait, being erratic is difficult (laughs) uh, to turn loose. So, man, that's a lot of uncertainty 
a lot of it uh, in there. I think the third team, and I'm interested to watch them, is Seattle. Because back-to-back really strong drafts, can Geno do it again? Because he was certainly the biggest surprise in the NFC. When you look at his play, when they played the Saints, man, he had three throws. Bobby and I are watching it. And it is between defenders, and, I mean, he hits it like a dart. Pow. Can he play at that same level? Because they're going to run the ball, and they're going to be tough to stop running it. And now you bringing in Charbonnet at running back to help out with Kenny Walker. And you have a receiving core that's really good. And defensively, you know, you, you've added a piece or two there that help you out in the pass rush game. The surprise team in the NFC would, for me, be Seattle if I knew Geno Smith could play the same way he did a year ago. But I'm not sure, you know, because I've seen it once from Geno, but will I see it again? So there's a question mark there at the most critical position. And guess what? The Saints don't play Seattle. Mm-mm. They played them a year ago. Mm. They don't play the 49ers. They played them a year ago. They don't play the Eagles. They played them a year ago. So now the three best teams in the NFC, and you don't play them this year. This is, you know, for Dennis Allen, what a gift. What what a gift for Loomis and Dennis Allen. So we'll see. Uh, we'll leave it there. And we'll have Mike back on. Um, I'll be out some next week, but uh, the next, and we'll jump into some other topics, including why would Trevor Lawrence resign with the Jacksonville Jaguars if they could go to London, and he probably doesn't want to do that, and they're not going to be able to get free agents, and some other things happening with LSU too. Mike D, we uh, we appreciate it. Have a great week, and uh, we'll talk in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Mike Detillier on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent for excellent rates and fantastic customer service. Farm Bureau Insurance. Mike D on the Out of Bounds Show. Brought to you by SoundcomAV.com. Sound and Communications, the leader in audio and visual in the state of Mississippi, soundcomav.com. They've worked with churches, businesses, and sports facilities all over Mississippi and the southeast, powered by soundcomav.com. The Saints have the gift of all gifts. I wish Dak had this. They really, Blake, I'm looking at it. Worst case scenario, they better be 6-2 and two in their first eight. I don't know how they're in. I, I, yeah. I don't know how they couldn't be. Gets, right? th- then you pull Cousins and, you know, Jared Goff. Because D- Daniel every- Jones can play a little bit and Matthew Stafford healthy can play. But, man, that first, those well, first eight games. Here's your fear. How long does it take Derek Carr and the offense to get the kinks out? Yeah. And do you lose a game early that you're not supposed to because you're not where you need to be? Could happen. I, I, I'm with you. If you don't win 10 games minimum, then you got to fire the staff and just move on. Hey, we've got a, uh, a giveaway that we're going to talk about on the other side. It's also National Mimosa Day, so we're going to send we're going to turn that into a uh, Tito's kind of 
Manmosa, and also a Patron cocktail in the third hour. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Back in a second. Back in a second.